Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. And hey there, everybody. Welcome to this podcast that we call Let's Talk that's produced by Graceway in Kansas City, Missouri. My name is Jeff Adams, and I'm again sitting here this morning with my favorite pastor, Pastor Tim Dunn. (laughs) And uh, we have been going through the entire Bible this year, and I know many of you have followed with us faithfully every Sunday or almost every Sunday. You may be listening to us on Friday at 3 in the morning, but this is from Pastor Tim's Sunday morning services. And uh, today... We were dealing with Elisha, right? Yeah. And I was very excited. I, I, I love the character of Elisha, and I yeah. love the way that you dealt with him because uh, we can look at him and think, man, this is the guy that called fire down from yeah. heaven. Yeah. How could I possibly relate to that? Yeah, right. But really the power of the story is in how much we are like him. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I thought you brought that out well this morning. Uh, Let me ask you a question to start off with, because you you were dealing with the overall theme of spiritual warfare, how we get depleted and the enemy attacks us and whatnot. So having been in your spot a few times, uh, did you battle to come up with this message on spiritual warfare? I did not, no. (laughs) Uh, I think there's battle around the intent to talk about it. Yeah, I think there's battle. I, I think that it uh, it, it kind of came to the surface pretty quickly. Um, yeah, you know, you start at the famous story, calling down from fire. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a da- it's from a preaching standpoint, it's a little bit of a dangerous uh, text because you know the what's the application, right? Like mm-hmm. have faith like Elijah and and what you know. So it's not you can get into moralism and and faulty expectation pretty quickly. But the story uh, under the the bloom tree or juniper tree um, is incredibly accessible. You know, I think that's the advantage of you taking us through the Bible in a year. We're not looking at every chapter and verse. And I think so many times when we look at the life of Elisha, who's a larger-than-life character in the Bible, we tend to divide the two stories today that you put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, the application comes from the bookmark of of these two stories. Yeah, and I mean, it's... It's not, uh, it's proper exegetically, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the same week uh, yeah. of his life, essentially. But the dichotomy of his experience and his response is, is, you know, it feels pretty stark as you're reading it. But then when you, you think about your own journey and your own story, you say, well, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not that stark. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it's just, maybe it's just being a human being and trying to sort out spiritual attack and supernatural provision and you know maybe 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 it's very 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 relevant so well you made the the, the great point that it's it's not the size of our faith that's the yeah. object of our faith yeah yeah and uh preventing us from seeing if we can muster up enough faith to call that's down right. fire from heaven that's right but you you also said something that uh i, I think so needed to be said because uh there are those of us, and I put myself in that category because I'm, I'm just as weak in faith as the next guy. Yeah, that's right. But we, we look at stories like Elisha calling down fire from heaven and uh, the, the tendency to say, but God doesn't do things like that today. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do we answer ourselves, Pastor Tim? I, I'm not even asking how to answer other people. <laughs> I'm saying, how do we deal with that ourselves? When we look at that and say, well, I've never seen God literally bring down fire from heaven. What, what does that look like today? Yeah, I, 
I'm probably gonna get myself in trouble here. Uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it, it starts with kind of what people are being taught and these frameworks they're being taught around, you know, supernatural events. And it's, it's a very reactionary kind of thing uh, for preachers, right? Preachers are nervous about uh, over expectation of ecstatic events and experiences. Yes, yes. Uh, they're one or the other, right? They're either nervous about it or they're in pursuit of it. Mm -hmm. And the two, these two shall never meet and constantly reference one another. Um, we would be m more cautious on the more cautious side sure. around that. But sometimes in our zeal to have to manage people's expectations, I think we overstate what God does and doesn't do anymore. And I think it's a pretty dangerous spot when you begin using expectation, theology, history, whatever it is, to say what God does or doesn't do anymore. Yeah, you and I both love to read yeah. church history. Yeah. We love to talk about and study about what, what has happened. And yeah. it seems like uh, somewhere in, in the middle of the last century, we yeah. became so intellectualized in our faith that's right. that we put God in boxes. Yeah. This is what God can do. This yeah. is what God is not allowed to do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we don't, we don't say it like that, but the the expectation in people is that. So I think you have to start with, God does whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our part in that is to be seeking God, knowing God, enjoying God, and responding to God. And so uh, we, don't, we don't, you know, spin God up with our good behavior to induce, you know, some type of miraculous thing. That's not how it is. Right. But we also, uh, we also, want to put ourselves in a posture of humility and in receptivity to whatever God is going to do. And if whether that be fireball from heaven or the compulsion to forgive somebody that we don't want to forgive, you know, we think one is miraculous and the other isn't, but that's not how the Bible talks about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, me all of a sudden feeling compelled to forgive somebody that's deeply hurt and betrayed me sure feels like a fireball from heaven to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, For sure. And so, yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 think that, I think that we have to make sure that we are not in the predicting what God can do business. We are in the following God business. And, uh, and, I, and I think that sometimes we think Elijah wasn't. Mm -hmm. but, but Elijah was in the following God business. And that's what he's, he says in his prayer. Yeah. Hey, you're the one that told me to do this. Right, right. Right? He, he wasn't making that up on his own. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, you know, you know, throwing a spiritual lure in the water and hoping God would bite. He, he was doing what God told him to do. Yeah. And the same is true today. Do it. You know, I, I read one guy, he said, uh, do the will of God, not the work of God. Mm. And sometimes we want, we want to do God's part. Like, this is what it would look like for you to do what you're supposed to do, God. Mm -hmm. That's not my spot. My spot is to do the will of God. And whatever, however God chooses to work is up to him. You know, you've used the word in the five minutes or so. We've been talking expectations several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I loved the Brene Brown quote yeah, that really expectations true. are really just pre-assigned resentments. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that absolutely. is so true. In every context. From the great theologian Brene Brown. But, exactly right. You know, which is interesting because uh, I, I just finished reading a book this last week by a Buddhist. Okay. And uh, you and I both like to read a variety of things. We did. And I'm not converting to Buddhism, by the way. I just <laughs> want to be clear hear. about glad that. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, it's, it's interesting what we can learn from each other, yeah. and, and one of the uh, 
points that the person was making yeah. is this need to simply approach life and, and God, our faith, with open hands yeah. rather than fixed expectations. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's what I heard you say this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, we just, and, and we have talked about this on this podcast, we strip these characters of their humanity. Yeah. Um, we think about them, you know, one dimensionally at best, two dimensionally. This this would have been a terrifying thing for Elijah. You know, he's got all this moxie and all this swag. We kind of just think, you know, yeah, he's fine. No, no, he was putting everything on the line yeah. in this moment and would have been conscious and cognizant of what was at stake. Mm -hmm. The thing that is different about Elijah is that he appears to have been more concerned about what was at stake for God than himself mm -hmm. and seems to... A lot of these guys, they, they're so committed to, I'll go back to the same phrase, to God's will in their life. And they have figured out a way to be along for the ride. We, I, well, not we, I am not, I'm not good at that. I, I have expectations going in. I have expectations. If I, if I do this, you owe me this. If I do this, you owe me this. If I do this, you owe me this. And it's a really pres presumptuous place to be. It's a it's a bond bonding bondage place mm -hmm. to be for us. Mm -hmm. um, God just isn't going to do it our way, match our expectations. And I do think, you know, going back to the text, there was something in Elijah that he had an expectation that didn't come to pass. Mm -hmm. Like something spun him out. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it was his expectations of God, his expectations of himself, how it was going to feel, what was going to happen next. You know, he does that. He says this thing about I'm I'm worse than my father's. Yeah. Which is an yeah. interesting, interesting statement. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if he thought there was going to be a greater revival. I don't know. Um, but even for him, baked into it was something didn't happen that he thought w could or should happen. And it, it, it did spin him out. I didn't have time. That hit the editing floor. Um, but I spent a lot of time thinking about that. You know, what happened to this? Yeah, guy? That's, that's such a fascinating thought, yeah. one that I'm sure we'll never define in this yeah. lifetime. Yeah. But uh, what, what I loved about your approach today and the, and the reason why I was so encouraged that you put both stories together yeah. is in a short period of time, Elisha experienced things that you and I have experienced so many times, Absolutely. depletion, yeah. uh, tired, hungry, depressed, yeah. all of these things that we could throw out. Yeah. Yeah. And so whatever it was that triggered him, to use yeah. a contemporary yeah. word, yeah. Uh, those factors all contributed to yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Talk, talk into that a little bit more. The things that you were saying this morning, you were, you were giving us a clinic on how to deal with these things. Well, I mean, I think you have to start with this incredible man of God got to a spot where he was suicidal. Mm -hmm. And those two things are not in opposition to one another. No, and, and you have experienced that personally with friends. I have, I guess. We, we I both have. have. Yep, yep. Um, and, and so we, we just have to regularly say, um, sadness is a part of the human condition and sometimes sadness stays and sometimes sadness produces other things biologically, circumstantially, and spiritually. You know, Charles Spurgeon, um, there's a great book, Spurgeon's Sorrows by Zach Eswine. Mm -hmm. And Charles Spurgeon um, 
had a, had an event. He was preaching in his in like one of the largest spots that he had ever preached, and somebody in the audience yelled fire. Yeah, and um, uh, thousands of people all tried to get out of the building. A couple of people died. A bunch. A lot of people got wounded, and he got crushed in the press, and um, and went into a season where his wife said he nearly lost his sanity, almost went crazy. And so he talks a lot about depression, a lot, a lot, a lot. And he says there's three types, circumstantial, mm -hmm. uh, biological, mm -hmm. and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And we kind of lump them in all into one thing, right. you know, me uh, some melancholy. And I think it's wise for us to continue to talk about it, and it's wise for us to be specific about it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the first thing. The second, you know, two, three, four, is just the way that God dealt with Elijah. He did not come with facts. He did not come with theology. He did not come with pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. He came and let him sleep, came and fed him, came and let him vent, right. came and let him, um, gave him some good news, yeah. came and let him, you know, walk it off, take a walk. That was, that was my, um, but when people are in that spot, they need mercy. Mm. They need mercy. And we find that in God. We do. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you talk and I'm reflecting back on what I just mentioned that uh, just not that long ago, you lost a friend who uh, was a powerful man of God. Very much. Who, for whatever reason, took his own life. Yep. One of our predecessors, a pastor in this yes. church decades ago, yep. in a moment of despair, took his own life yep. after being used greatly of God. Yep. And I think sometimes we look at characters like Elisha in the Bible yep. and make them larger than life. And I think sometimes people look at spiritual leaders yes. and make them larger than life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when we believe that, that's when we are on the wrong path. Yeah, when when we believe that and when we believe that, right. that's when we're on, on the wrong path. Yeah, I had a, a dear friend, a father of four, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, there's lots of ways that we could come at this. I mean, God's God's way versus our way, God's perspective versus our perspective. Um, it is so instructive, though, to me. But let me let me mention something else that you yeah, said yeah. that I think is really key to yeah, this. Please. As, as you talked about Elisha, one of the, the warning signs that you pointed out to us this morning yeah. was in this time of crushed expectations yeah. and depression and whatnot, his natural reaction, as is ours, was yeah. to isolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's one of the more important things. Now, you made application to small groups. I did. Sure. But w which is, is one of the great resources that we have. Yeah, one of. But I, I guess the point is when people are going through a time like that, you need the help of other people. If you're depressed, get help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and help can come in the professional sense and help can come just in the friend sense. Well, exactly. And sometimes yeah. in churches we tend to spiritualize everything. Yeah, right. We, we forget the biological depression or the, yeah. you know, the circumstantial. Yeah. Everything yeah. Is, is, is spiritual. Sure, sure. And everything is spiritual yeah. at its base. Of course. Yeah. But yet the entire universe is God. Yeah, yeah. He works right. through medicine. He works through yeah. science. Right. He works through people who don't even know him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, toward your... It, the sequence for Elijah was, you know, fear, overreaction and underreaction, and then isolation. That's kind of the, the spin out for him. And I, I think it's the same for us. You know, something happens that, that creates, that maximizes and gives us this over-exaggerated or under-exaggerated perspective on something mm -hmm. happens, creates all of these emotions, 
And when we don't have uh, friendships or won't avail ourselves of those friendships, because that, there's two sides to it. Some people don't have friendships and they are isolated. Some people have friendships and they choose to isolate. That's right. They choose yeah. to cut themselves off yeah. instead of opening up. That's right. Or um, they'll be guarded with information. Or, exactly. You know, and, and, you know, it, it's impossible to overstate how incredibly damaging that we is. We all have to have people that we can be totally honest with and That's know right. that will not be judged. That's exactly right. And uh, you and I have talked about that on many occasions. Yeah. That's one of the yeah. things that we have really uh, talked about. Uh, let, let me go, let me change yeah. gears yeah. here. Uh, this is another weird thought I had as I'm listening <laughs> to you today. Uh, you're, you're talking about Elisha's reactions yeah. and how he began to focus on the events, focus on the threat to his life, yeah. focus on you know his depletion, yeah. depression, yeah. and all of that, rather than remembering right. what had just happened. Yeah, that's right. And when you said that, my thought went back to the beginning of our time in church this morning when okay. we remembered the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And it just seems to me sometimes that things like the Lord's Supper are far more important yeah. than we've ever thought. Agreed. Agreed. I think especially as culture gets further away, you know, when you, not that this building has any, you know, significance to it outside of the history and the relationships in it. But when you leave this building and the relationships represented in it, you know, you're, you're getting an earful, a soulful, and that the more divided, the more broken our country, culture, city, you know, neighborhood gets, uh, the more important it is to call God's people back to remembrance. Um, it, you know, and that, it's interesting because God walks Elijah, take a walk, where you want me to go? Sinai, mm -hmm. right? What? <laughs> it's where it all began. Right, right. Um, like, I started this with my people, son, and I will see this through with my right. people, you know, perspective, right? Remembrance gives us perspective. Yes. And uh, the Lord's Supper gives us perspective. And we, we don't think that we're walking around with a perspective, or that we're influenced by perspectives. And so that what the church has to do is remind of events, remind of promises, remind of truths, uh, to help combat perspective and perspectives. Because yeah, you know, if COVID taught us anything, those outside perspectives have bear undue influence in our life yeah. and can be really destructive if we are not open-hearted, open-minded enough to bring them to relationship. And that's precisely another point that I wanted to bring up because uh, all through your message today, you, you were making reference to COVID yeah. and how that has depleted us yeah. as a people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you and I have talked about this on several occasions and I've heard your aching pastor heart yeah. when you see people who at one time were totally connected yeah. who have isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And what I heard you saying today was, it's time to get back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been time. Yeah, it's, it, it it's has been, been time. And I say that with all due respect and um, acknowledgement of complexity and fears and health and all those kind of things. But the longer people take to um, re-engage, let's call it, uh, the more it damages everyone. It does. It really does. And people, we think that we're I just have developed new routines and habits, and nobody ever says, are they better? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> are they better habits? <laughs> is it working? <laughs> yeah, is it working? Yeah. And you know, when somebody says, oh yeah, I just don't think I need that anymore, or doing other things, nobody ever questions it. Yeah. Because, because the source of the 
the genesis of the thing was COVID and traumatic and all that. And so we feel, you know, we feel both defensive and uh, insecure about pushing on, on somebody's where they've landed. I guess one of the things we ought to mention, because one thing happened to Graceway during during COVID yeah. is uh, you led your team very creatively sure. to find new ways to reach out and to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that we have every week thousands of people yeah. online uh, listening to you through streaming yeah. or and or they hear this podcast, yeah. people from all around the globe, literally. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's safe to say that we need to remind them that what we're trying to do is not to get people to build up one church in Kansas City called Graceway. Right. But if somebody's listening today, they've cut themselves off from the body of Christ. Yeah. They need to get back. Yeah, they need to get back. Get back to your local body. Now, you know, listen all you want here, there, and everywhere. Um, and we'll continue. You know, we have another one. She is uh, our executive pastor's wife Ann Baxter interviews and gets stories of ladies of Graceway. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, we're going to continue to try to be creative with the podcast medium. But, um, you know, if you are in whatever, uh, Seattle and watching us, thanks for watching us. Find a local church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, exactly. We aren't your church. We cannot uphold cannot the promises that we make to our local members to right. you. We can't. But we are all part of the church. We are all part of the church. Yeah. And if you can't find a church, they call us and we'll help you find a church. But you need a local expression, a flesh yeah. and blood expression. This is only this is this is only intended to be gravy if you're outside of Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and but but you need to be in a local church. And, you know, maybe the church that you're you were going to doesn't exist anymore or you know, I, I don't want to say they they changed and I don't agree with them because right. I hear that so often. Well, figure it out. Have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, do um, we have to agree about everything. Exactly. Do we yeah. have to agree about everything? But uh, so I want to be specific and say, find a local growing fruit bearing church. You don't need to find a church that's perfectly to your liking. Yeah. You need to find a church you can grow in. You can bring glory to God in. And um, and if you don't agree, have conversations and grow. Is that not what we do with God? We we create God after our image? We do. And it seems like we try to do that with the church. I, I, think I, I we, want the church that, that I think the way that it ought to be. I think we try to do it with almost everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think we're getting, you know, tribalism is basically that, right? Yeah. My life created in my image, my likings, politically, you know, aesthetically, recreationally, in philosophically, theologically, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yes. Well, Pastor Tim, it is, it is always great to have these talks. Yeah, I, I love it. I can't always be here. You sure. can't always I be can't here. I can't always be here, yeah. But uh, it's always refreshing to me to yeah, be able to come too. in and kind of analyze a little bit of what we've heard. Yeah. Uh, I think I've said this before. You're, you're my favorite preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I just I miss it when you're not here. I miss it when I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so excited about it. What are we, where are we headed next in the Bible story? Uh, same, same as last week. I, I have a couple of different things. It's interesting now we're, we're heading into the, the prophets and, uh, right. you know, a little bit deeper into the historic narrative. So I have a couple of things that I'm kind of trying to knock around. To, all right. To all right. To, we'll just yeah. uh, wait with yeah. bated breath. <laughs> and thanks to all of you for being with us today on, uh, on Let's Talk. And let me remind you, you can subscribe to Let's Talk. You can like Let's Talk wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on the Graceway website or social media 
media, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're there. And uh, we will look to see you there. And we will be right back here, same place next week. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.